Welcome, one and all, to the URG On The Go podcast. This is your host, DJ Harrington, better known as the cardiologist. I want to remind all of you, this is a special podcast. Now, we're heard every week, coast to coast, here in the United States, and now we've been blessed by having over 300 regular listeners in the European and Asian markets. I thank all of you for listening. Tell your friends about us. We're the fastest-growing podcast around, a true voice of the industry, where recyclers listen to other recyclers to grow their business and improve their bottom line. But I want to tell all of you, this is a special one. I have the pleasure of having Sheila Kay, my wife, here today. And this is a Christmas 2022 for URG and the whole team at URG, Don Porter, Jennifer, Kristen, Amanda, all of the team at URG. I want to first tell you that we have a local tower here in town. And I'm going to share a little bit, and then I want Sheila to tell you what happened the other night. The local tower has a decorated tow truck. He tows in the area of Camp, Georgia, where we live. Uh, John and his wife, Debbie Malden Weaver, and his daughter, Angela, manage Malden Body Shop and Towing. And then I want Sheila, first of all, Sheila, say hi to everybody. Hey. Tell them what happened the other night as we went to go see well, our granddaughter's thing. John's decorated truck has really become a tradition in Canton, and we were talking about it, and then we looked up in front of us, probably four to five vehicles in front of us, and there was John's decorated truck just lighting up the sky. I mean, it was lighting up everybody's cars, but people expect to see it multiple times a week as it helps people uh, who have broken down or in times of trouble, and the other night is as DJ and I were driving to watch our granddaughter, Ansley, sing at a local park, it was a group of fourth and fifth graders from her grade school choir, and um, we saw John's truck. So there it was, just a couple cars ahead of us, and uh, it tracked so much attention because it's really hard to miss, so many lights, and, and it's got music to it. And I know most of you probably call him Johnny uh, instead of knowing him as John, yeah. but anyway. But we know Miss John and John's worked on this truck since 2011. So here's this 2022. So 11 years he's been doing this. And the, it's a fully equipped truck, top to bottom, front bumper to rear. It, it's a sight to behold, just like Sheila said. Not one square inch is missing lights. John has added music. A few years back when I traveled with John during the evening, he wore a Santa's hat and presented gifts to a lot of poor families. He find out through social services where they live, and they actually pulled into this neighborhood and had specific gifts that the social workers told them, you know, this guy liked the Dallas Cowboys, this guy liked this. And the truck itself, now folks, let me just share with our URG listeners. The truck is outlined, and every week they heat up PVC pipe to fit the wheels and obviously all the contours of the truck. The lights were finally ready to be attached. Prior to the PCV pipe, the, the lights would flap against the truck, so they solved that problem. And then John tells me it's still it's really just for fun. Lots of people know the truck. They also know where who owns it. John and Debbie's granddaughter, Sierra, and their daughter, Angela, ride along and pass out candy canes to children who stop by the truck 
Most of the time, the truck is on the road three or four times a week, like Sheila said, leading up to Christmas. Now, whenever John goes to dinner, they'll park the truck like in the Walmart parking lot, and hundreds of people come by to have their pictures taken with the truck. It's a wonderful background for the family to use for group photos. As you can see, everyone's enjoying seeing and hearing and being around the truck. Two weeks before Christmas, the truck is out every night. Families all over can call dispatch during the day and ask where the truck's going to be tonight. And so the truck is out doing it. Uh, John is doing less driving. His son, Chad, is doing most of it now, is, who's married to Angela, his son-in-law. Now, John makes the name of the towing family better because of his actions. He's a great guy. There is an International Towing and Recovery Museum refers to John's truck. Now, that museum for the International Towing and Recovery is in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And Chuck Camp, the producer, and I have already been there. And they call it Christmas Pete, basically because the truck is a Peterbilt truck with a 60-ton century rotator. But at Christmas time, this monstrous truck stands out with 135,000 LED lights powered by two outboard generators, a holiday music sound system consisting of a mixer board, an iPod, and five 1,000-watt amplifier speakers. Every year, somehow, John adds more lights and decorations to Christmas speak. Matter of fact, this year, he... He's up to 187,000 lights. <laughs> and I have to share this with all of you. He does this, but the favorite part is, is a Christmas tree is on the back of the truck. And how the boom is now wrapped in blue lights, which offers an inspirational message. Here's what the message really says. When you wrap it and you put the tree on the back, there appears to be a cross behind the Christmas tree. And the cross pops so much that the person gets the message that we couldn't have Christmas if we didn't have the cross in the first place. Amen. And an empty cross symbolizes hope, joy for the Christmas. And we know this is the birth, the rebirth, and redemption. And I got to tell you, one night, John, by the way, was entered into the Hall of Fame for towers back in 2016. And I was there, and it was a privilege to be there. But every time the museum inducts another tower into the Hall of Fame, each inductee is given a specific number. Appropriately, John's number, now get this, John 316. <laughs> you might know John 316 is special to John Weaver and his family. And we can certainly understand why he loves it. I wish that everyone enjoys Christmas. And for our first segment of this podcast, this special podcast, I wanted to talk about Weaver's truck. I want to tell all of you listeners to hang tight because when we come back for this special edition, we're going to talk with Sheila and ask her to help us with understanding more about this reason for the season. Hang with us. Every year, the URG Training Conference connects automotive recyclers with their peers 
the latest technology and services, and gives both individuals and teams the training they need to push their limits and reach for the horizon. Join us for one of the best conferences you'll attend in 2023. With great keynote speakers like Dalen Zartman from Energy Security Agency, the leader in electric vehicle training. Dalen is an international technical rescue trainer and participates in global rescue competitions and consortiums. And Rocky Blyer, the football player turned soldier, turned injured veteran, who fought his way back to a professional football career, a story that will inspire you. This year's annual training conference is in beautiful Orlando, Florida, April 27th through the 29th at the Hyatt Grand Cypress. You don't want to miss this educational conference. To register, go to u-r-g.com and sign up. While you're there, check out the activities planned for the upcoming training conference. URG, by recyclers, for recyclers. You have been listening to URG On The Go podcast. Each and every week, we bring you new informative episodes, like the one we're doing, Sheila Kay and I are doing today. This is Christmas 2022. Make sure you download and listen. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartMedia, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, before our break, I wanted to make sure that all of us get a chance to, to listen to Sheila and to make sure that we can talk about this and what this is all about. Now, Sheila, if you'd be kind enough to tell our listeners uh, a little bit about this. Now, I want to share, we're celebrating Christmas holidays. And today, as we're recording, this is Hanukkah going on right now. Mm-hmm. So it goes on the evening of the 18th of December to the 26th, for our Jewish families, we wish you the very merriest and happy Hanukkah. For those who celebrate Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa starts on the 26th, and it's seven days of the first fruits. This is a message for the other half of the family, and it's about the Christmas holidays. And I can't believe how soon it's been right here. The year's certainly gone by fast. Sheila, would you be kind enough to give us some details what inspired that night many years ago for our Lord. Okay, I would love to. You know, the Bible passages in the book of Matthew and Luke, they reveal the well-known story of Mary and Joseph's journey to Bethlehem. Uh, It talks about the birth of Jesus, uh, the angel's announcement to the shepherds in the field, the shepherd's visit to the stable, and really what the wise men went through to find worship and present Jesus with their kingly gifts. So Luke and, and Matthew tell the age-old story, but it's also extremely relevant to our lives today in practical ways. Even Jesus wasn't above simple circumstances. So as I've studied from sources that I have and others that I've heard preach about the Christmas story, there are a couple of takeaways for me that I would like to talk about today. When you really think about kings, because Jesus was the king of kings, you think of crowns, thrones, and palaces, not stables full of smelly farm animals or a feeding trough as a bed for a newborn baby. You know, while it's tradition to use a manger made from wood, the original trough was probably made from stone and not wood. We use wood in America because Really, our ancestors did centuries ago, and Jesus was the King of Kings. He came into the world in a remarkably simple 
and lowly and unassuming way, his birth was the furthest thing from a king's welcome. And few of us are acquainted with the ways, uh, are, are unacquainted with the ways of royalty. And it's hard to even fathom how elaborate and exquisite a royal lifestyle can be. But many more of us, however, can describe in detail what a barn looks like. I mean, and I don't know what we can. I found this part of the Christmas story so beautiful. You know, our daughter has a, a, a barn and a farm, and we know what that looks like. So I find this part of the Christmas story so beautiful because Jesus really didn't come to earth as a mighty, majestic king who would be intimidating and untouchable. He instead... He came as an innocent, needy, dependent baby born to parents who were poor and simply normal as could be. So everything about the very beginning of his life on earth was humble and unassuming, giving us a Savior we can easily relate to and understand, not one who's distant or on a lofty throne. You know, this is such a comforting truth that we don't have to have prestigious job titles or own several homes or have a business, fame, or a well-stocked bank account to be used by God because not even his son required those things. Well, sure. Let me ask this so you can relate to our listeners. That is so true. He came to us as a baby with a purpose. There seems to be so much significance in the birth of Jesus. What's another takeaway that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, my second takeaway from the Christmas story is that God's glory is worthy of our praise. You know, even when we feel afraid, as was in the case in Luke 2, verse 9, and here's what it said, When the angel of the Lord stood before the shepherds who were keeping watch over their sheep during the night, it says they were terrified. You know, if I know if I saw what they saw that night, I would have been terrified, too. I would have probably been wondering, okay, if I tell somebody else about this later, are they going to believe me? Well, the angel's first words were, do not be afraid. Um, I have another takeaway from the Christmas story is when the Lord makes a promise, we can trust that he's going to keep it, his promise. The, the shepherds heard from the angels that the baby had been born, and they didn't doubt it. In verse 15, it says, When the angels had left them and gone into the heavens, the shepherds said, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Well, they heard the message. They immediately acted upon it and never hesitating or questioning what the angel said to them. And we, we should do the same in our lives. We should be uh, doing and not questioning. We have scripture as tangible documentation of the Lord's promises and truths, and we should act on them without questioning his faithfulness and his trustworthiness. Hey, folks, we hear the music starting. So when you come back, I'm going to ask a little bit more of going into the scriptures about Jesus and visiting the temple. So hang with us for this little Bible scholar lesson of 2020.
recyclers all over the country are saying no to credit card processing fees with AXE payments. As part of their cash discount program, when a customer chooses to pay for a part using their credit card, a convenience fee is added to the customer's purchase price. This small convenience fee completely absorbs all fees associated with credit card payments. No more transaction fees, no more interchange, no equipment fees, no fees, period. The yards that have made the switch only have one regret, that they didn't make the switch sooner. So give Sam and the guys at Axe Payments a call today at 877-429-3729 and press option one. Or visit them online at getaxepay.com. That's getaxepay.com. Hey, guys, mention I sent you, and they'll even make a donation to the URG Scholarship Fund on your behalf. Welcome back, guys. You're listening to a special edition of URG Christmas 2022. This is a podcast from the team at URG and to all of our members. Uh, This is DJ Harrington. I'm interviewing my wife, Sheila. And, Sheila, we're up to the park, and this is our last segment of this of this special podcast. At age eight years old, Scripture tells us that Jesus visited the temple. Will you share with our listeners how Jesus was received by the local Bible scholars? You know, as Jesus became older, learning was actually a major part of his young life. He, He sat as a boy in the temple to learn from the temple's teachers, just to listen and he asked questions and basically learn what he could. In verse 47 in Luke, it says, Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. Jesus knew as a boy that his elders had wisdom that he could grow from, and he really he really sought it out. So we should do the same with our jobs and our families, always trying to improve on what we know we should do. Now, Shepherds arrived at the manger on the night of Jesus' birth. However, many think that the wise men came to see Jesus at the manger as well as because we see manger seen on display with both shepherds and wise men there. Yes. <laughs> Were the wise men at the nativity scene? And second part of that question, would you share about specific gifts that they brought with them as a significance? Okay. Well, the wise men didn't see Jesus when he was born. We have pretty much uh, thought for uh, a while now that the wise men came later. Many people seem to believe that the wise men were there, but they were from different parts of the country, and they followed the star that led them to Jesus. So we believe Jesus was probably about two years old when they finally found him, because if you think about it, they were following this star for a very long time. So there's so much significance on the arrival of the wise men or the Magi and the particular gifts that they brought to Christ because the gifts were really unusual. Uh, the Magi, and we call them wise men, were religious professors. They they were actually philosophers and scholars who were highly educated in many fields, fields such as religion, astronomy, and astrology astrology, which is really why they were paying attention to the stars in the first place, right? Because of their knowledge and their influence, they also served as political advisors and really 
kingmakers. So this is certainly why they did not risk anything to go before King Herod to ask about the Christ child's whereabouts, where he had been born. When they said, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? Now, Herod saw Jesus really as a personal threat. It was a threat to his throne, his crown, and he diligently sought after Jesus. He even had babies killed trying to find the, the right baby. So Herod intended to have the wise men tell him where Jesus was. So after leaving Herod's presence, God warned them to not go back to Herod. So the star led them to the Christ child, and they presented those priceless gifts that they had brought of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And I will say these gifts were not random gifts. Each one of them had significance, and I'll explain a little bit of the meanings for each one of those today. You know, gold is a precious metal that has been used for jewelry, ornaments, currency, and even idols throughout human history because of its color and its shine. Now, frankincense, on the other hand, is an expensive fragrance or perfume, and it costs a lot of money for just a small amount of it. Made from trees in India and Arabia, and it's even available today as an essential oil. And I will say some of those oils with that true frankincense are quite expensive. Myrrh is a specific kind of costly perfume made from rare thorn bushes in Arabia and Ethiopia that is used kind of as an antiseptic, anointing oil, and an embalming fluid. Now, it's also available as an essential oil. Now, these gifts would have been rare and costly to give to Jesus' family, but they were not unheard of in first-century Palestine. While gold and perfume might make nice Christmas gifts, myrrh is an unusually odd and really not an appropriate gift choice for any family with a newborn baby because as one writer puts it this way, I, I wanted to read this, embalming fluid never appears to top the list of baby shower gifts in society today. <laughs> That's so true. That's true. It's never been on a baby gift list. So myrrh was presented by the Magi because it was prophesied that Jesus would die for us. And God used his only son to save us from sin, and he sent him in the form of a baby who was destined to die for us. The fact that he um, talked about it in the Old Testament and uh, people were aware of what was going to happen, even though there might not have been enough specifics for them, he planned it all out. He protected the Savior, and uh, Herod didn't have his way with him, that's for sure. All right. So on behalf of you, Archie, I want to tell all of you, I, I wish our Jewish families a very happy Hanukkah, I wish the people celebrating the seven days of fruit uh, with Kwanzaa. So the people celebrating Kwanzaa, I wish you the very best for Kwanzaa season. And for the Christian families, we wish you a very merry and blessed Christmas. Spend it with your loved ones. Spend it, you know, like we're watching all these movies on the television. I know, movie after movie. And all of you, you know, reach out to some member of URG that you haven't talked to in a long time, pick up the phone, call them, and say, listen, I wish you the very best for the holiday season. And from all of us, from Don Porter and the whole team at URG, we thank you very much. And thank you for listening to URG On The Go podcast. This is DJ Harrington and Sheila Harrington wishing you the very best 
for 2022 and a blessed 2023. Make it the best year ever. See you next year.